This podcast is part of the Treksphere Network. To find more Star Trek-related content, visit treksphere.com. Yeah, I, I mean, if they've got Spock's level of deduction. Oh, uh, don't get me started on Spock. <laughs> well, it's, I guess that's what this podcast is for, right? <laughs> and this episode. Okay, get me started. Yeah, go for it. Get me started. As you know, this is the measure of an episode where it is our continuing mission to explore what makes Star Trek genuine Star Trek and not just... A orphaned episode from an orphaned season somewhere. I'm Paul. And I'm Jonathan. And we do this with three criteria. The first is, is there sci-fi explored in the story? Uh, The second is, is that sci-fi unique or novel? And the third is, is there a moral or ethical dilemma that a character faces? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Paul. And this week, guess what, Jonathan? (laughs) Well, I know. Strange New Worlds is back. Strange New Worlds, season two. I know. It's back. It's so good. Our favorite Star Trek show. Yes. Episode one, The Broken Circle. The blurb being Captain Pike goes on vacation. <laughs> Once again, they send off one of the main characters, the main character, uh, off the show, like Lois Lane in Superman 3. Yeah. And I don't, underst- I don't understand why you would do that for this. This is another thing. Okay, so let's go back. For, for the something. season premiere. Let's yes for the season premiere of like one of the most watched Star Trek. Well, I guess I don't know what that means. I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> most watched, I watch it the most. To, that's where that stat. That's where that stat comes from. To bring up a hot topic, it's kind of like the uh, the season two of um, House of Cards. Kate Mara, like she was a prominent player in the first season, and she actually went around the circuit for promoting season two, and the first episode's released, and she died. Yeah, that was very shocking. Yeah. I remember watching that. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's where we're going. That's when the show, that's when you really hooked people. Right. It's like, they are not afraid to do this. It's like, it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where, where anybody, any could. of your characters are in peril. Mm-hmm. Do not get comfortable with anybody. <laughs> okay. So do you remember last season of Strange New Worlds? There were a few episodes that felt out of order. Yes. Remember we had this complaint. I don't remember exactly what they were, but we were speculating that it feels like we should have more information or more history with these characters than we actually do. Yeah, the Una one in particular. For example, the sticks in my mind. The one with Una, yeah. where she it's it's revealed that she is another like a super person, and it's kind of an Una episode, mm-hmm. but we hadn't really gotten to know Una very well, and the whole reveal. And consequences of that reveal were kind of heavy handed delivered to us and it didn't land because we're like, well, okay, I don't don't really care. Right. Like it was, it was establishing who the character was in a plot twist sort of way. Yeah. And it didn't matter. So I'm wondering, is this the same thing that just happened? It seems so unlikely that they would design a season opener for a smash hit show, smash hit for Star Trek where you send off the main character of the show and he never comes back. Right. Not even for the end. I don't think he's back at the end, is he? I don't remember. No, no, he's not. Cause he, well, cause yeah. he's going to be gone for two and a half days and this was, well, I guess however long this was, we don't know. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe he did come back and the enterprise was gone. And so he went off to find it and he went off in like completely the wrong way. Um, now, if they did that, if the next episode was, starts at the beginning of the season of the episode one and follows Pike. I'd be on board with that. I think they I will be on board with that. I, I really do think they will. I think, um, because of how much, cause it was established at the very beginning, like his, 
his story seems to be the a plot until it wasn't um yeah and because it starts off with that call yeah. with una 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 and una. <laughs> and pike and it seems like oh they've spent such a long time on this telephone call and it ends so dramatically mm-hmm. with such gravitas mm-hmm. it's like okay now we know what the storyline is go get him pike right and he went and we didn't go with him. No, we did we not. Did right. I mean, he went. That's that's what the that's what the story was. He was going to go, and he right. did. Uh, right. And he left with his normal, casual swagger. Right. He was saying to Spock, "You're in charge of the ship. It's going to be fine. It's not even supposed to leave space dock." And it, you know, Spock is a nervous wreck. And I have a gripe. My first gripe. Oh, I wonder if it's the same the as mine. Yep. Go for it. So uh, they did the thing. And I don't know, you can tell me if it's supposed to be tongue in cheek or if they're being condescending to us. Uh, Spock did the thing where he said in human Uh uh, famous last words. And I was like, do we at this point in society, do we need to for, for you to preface for an alien to preface using a human phrase with that bullshit? Is that necessary anymore? I mean, why are we all of a sudden thrust back into Lost in Space from the 1960s? The the part that bothers me about it is when it's a rhetorical question, you know, or like where they genuinely are. You know, what's that word again? Feet. Um, <laughs> like if Ariel could, would make a, a uh, an appearance, <laughs> that would be great. Sailed by in space. Um, no, I want her to flop around <laughs> <laughs> into the room. Not with legs. Right. But with, I got that. You know. I mean, maybe flopping around with legs would be a funny thing to see as well. <laughs> I still haven't gotten used to these things. <laughs> right. What's that word again? <laughs> oh, you were saying? Just that, that it's a, it's a rhetorical question, you know, where they, they say, because he says, like, what is the human expression or something like that? Or, you know, what, what does your kind say? And then they say it. Like, I know. Yeah. I, I would be. I, genuinely i think i'd be okay with it It, where he says this you know and he's like uh, what what's the human expression and somebody else says it and he's like that's the one no pike cuts him off it's like i know you were going to say that but don't worry about it you're going to be fine right you get one of them you get the what's the human expression and then somebody has to cut you off or you just say the human expression right but you don't get both you don't need both yeah or just uh, I, i think that i would even be okay with you know famous last words as humans say like Re- acknowledging no, I don't, no, no you don't like that either to five to fire you're fired if you, if you do that it okay. doesn't matter where you put it okay <laughs> where you put it in the front or in the back it's not it is not welcome i think it's just a little bit more of a separation and kind of a little bit more condescending because you're not like you know famous last words that is a human expression but i like it and i'm stealing it well it'd be better if like what do you people say you know like if you had contempt for it that would be fun <laughs> that would be fun i would like that <laughs> I mean, Klingons do that all the time. What do they say? They they have contempt for the phrases that they're being forced to use. <laughs> just just human stuff in general. So it might as well, you know, <laughs> uh, that human expression. It takes one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> but it works so well. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it would be funny if their universal translator just didn't get something right when it's universally translating and it just comes out as just gobbledygook, like just random English words that has never really happened before. And I feel like it's ripe for, for comedy, 
right? Yeah. I mean, the closest I, I they came was that DS9 episode where they didn't have the language in the Universal Translator. And that was a missed opportunity. That was such a good start. And then by the time the episode began, like, everybody knew everything. Well, they have – they had an opportunity in this episode when they're kind of spying, when they go to the crazy Ewok planet and they're spying on the Klingons. And she's like, they're using some sort of strange dialect I've never heard of before. Uh, and then the computer just starts translating it perfectly. Right. It's like, well, it sounds like it's pretty good. <laughs> it sounds like it's not that unheard of. Just because you and, haven't heard it. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> um, and – they had an opportunity there where it just gets – you get the gist of the conversation but have a little faith in the audience where we can put – you know, I've ever seen those things online where it, it jumbles the letters of the words but you can still read the sentence just fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Have faith in us that we can do that if you kind of mess up the translation from the computer. I see. That would be interesting. Right. That would be science fiction. Yeah. That would be an exploration of the very interesting universal translator. Mm -hmm. Like that's a pretty interesting tech if you think about it, because if you go into the, uh, like the mechanics of how it might work, which according to Spock from the original series is not just on the fly interpreting something. It's actually like mind reading. Yeah. It, we talked about mm -hmm. this a long time ago. Yeah. In the episode of from Cochran. Right. And it's very interesting. It's like, Oh, I want to know more about that. Right. But guess what? Nope. <laughs> we didn't get any more about that. They didn't do that. But anyway, yeah, they didn't do that. I don't know how we got there. Uh, oh, yeah. We we're talking about Star Trek. <laughs> we're talking about? There are so many things about this episode, going back to what I said about mm -hmm. how it feels like an orphaned episode that mm -hmm. came from the middle of some season somewhere, because there was some sort of implied relationship between the doctor and Nurse Chapel that wasn't like, oh, we're working people. We, we work together. You're my boss. It was like, we've been through a lot. Like the, the inference was we've been through a lot. Maybe we took it a step further than we should have in the past, but we have this closeness and familiarity and it just showed up in this episode. And I don't remember if I'm just not remembering the first season or if a lot has happened since in between seasons one and two. So, cause that comes back when they are jumping out of spaceships without <laughs> space suits. Right. <laughs> I know, like there was there was a lot of comfort there. There was a lot of closeness, and it seemed like there was romantic tension between the two of them, which, to to my memory, was not in the first season. And I mean, being on the edge of death and like being that close to somebody, I can kind of see, like you know, well, I kind of don't want to die without some kind of affection. Like, can we kiss? <laughs> Yeah, we might as well do. Well, it seemed like right before they hit the button on the Bombay doors that they were going to, they were going to kiss. Yeah, totally. It seemed like it actually seemed like that they cut it, that they did kiss and they cut it. And that, that was going to be some sort of, oh shit, I kissed the doctor, but I have this relationship with Spock. Who's married. Do, but do I have a relationship with Spock? Right. I don't know. <laughs> like it's kind of awkward, I think. And I was trying, like they, when nurse chapel walks in, in that first scene where the doctor is doing something to Spock, mm -hmm. it's so awkward that I was trying to remember what happened between them. Did they just have a, a emotional moment? Have they had, I guess that's the awkwardness is that Spock is married. They should have reminded us that <laughs> because I kind of forgot about that. And I forgot, did they get married or are they betrothed or where's the wife? 
Yeah. Uh, why didn't you remind us about that in the recap? Which, by the way, bravo, uh, Strange New Worlds. I think it was like a 15-second recap. Oh, right, and not like a seven-minute recap. <laughs> yeah, not not like Picard. It's very interesting watching these two episodes, season one, sorry, season three, episode one, Picard, and season two, Strange New Worlds, uh, episode one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's super to see how different the movie making is, right? Right. Well, and speaking to that, like the cinematography in this episode, there's there was that one moment where they jumped down a level and the camera turned upside down for them to land and then it went right back up. Do you can you explain that to me? Do you have any idea why it did that? So my guess was they were trying to demonstrate that there's weird gravity, like the plating is weird and so that was that was what I was expecting too, but that's not what happened. Like it turned upside down and they fell upward and then they landed upward. And then it turned back around for them to. Oh yeah. So it's, they're not feet to feet, they're head to head. So if you were to take away the deck plating. No, they're not. That's my point. Like they. That's what I, that's what, that's how I interpreted what happened. That's what I it turned, thought was going to happen, but that isn't what happened. Like the plate that they took out, they didn't have to climb up and then they fell down and they didn't have to leap down and stand up because they were. Yeah. What did happen? So they, they pull the plating up. Yep. Because it was or at their did feet. Did they go up or down? Did they go down? Well, they go down. They, they go down, but the camera turned upside down. So they went up. So how did they land? They landed falling upward. And then the camera turned back around. Like there was no reason for the camera to turn upside down in this moment. And I was just wondering why it had done that. Yeah, you're right. I wonder if that was just a botched visual effect. That they had a plan on how they wanted it to be like, oh, the deck, the, the gravitational plating, whatever mm-hmm. the, is like, is reversed right. or something like that. And somehow they knew that and, but it didn't work the way they shot it. And this was like a band aid to just confu- confuse us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe. Cause that would have been really cool. Yeah. And it would have been cool to see them walking on a different plane than the people above them when they were hiding or whatever. Right. I mean, even just to never turn it sideways, like that would be an easy one to do. Yeah. Like Jared from, from Labyrinth. Right. Jared. Jared? Yeah. Cute story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thanks, but I. This I'm... is secret. This is, this is secretly a, uh, <laughs> an Arrested Development quote show. <laughs> right. If you didn't know that already. Every episode. That tells me you're not yep. ready. <laughs> um and what's 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 so interesting to me about the show is like i i'm on board and i don't know if it's because like it it is in the past and so like it's just kind of hitting all the right the right nostalgic buttons no because picard would be doing the same thing with next generation so there's just there's something about this show that i'm on board and with picard like i watch with such cynicism um I, I know yeah sorry it was going to be skepticism and last second i changed it skinnicism <laughs> um because for for last week's episode i had a ton of notes and this week i had five and we've already hit three of them this episode kind of falls in between the cracks of really good and really bad yeah and there's just nothing to say right it's just it's it's okay i mean I, so i have a couple more questions about okay. it. We can talk about, well, let's talk about the episode as a whole. And then we can go back to my questions. Okay. We'll go out of order. I'm really torn about this episode myself. I feel like it was very 
disorienting to have this type of episode as your season or season two opener, because it just felt very overly ambitious for the storyline. Like there was a couple of teller scenes where I'm having to take notes to kind of keep track of what the story is and why they're doing what they're doing. Ultimately, it didn't matter. A lot of the details they gave us, it just was like, oh, we need to go here and save this person, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it felt like a two-parter condensed into a 50-minute episode mm. that they had to cut a bunch of stuff out. Like it felt like kind of one of those episodes where different people go on different places, go to different missions, and they all converge at the end right. of the, the second episode. Well, yeah, there and, there was a lot of background stuff in this. You're right. Like here is this threat that they discover and squash in the episode. Yeah. It felt like a season long arc that they were setting up. Right. And then they're fine at the end. And I guess they're trying to conform to the one episode, one plot type of thing, you know, like they're not, it's, they're not serializing it like all the other Star Trek is, which is kind of too bad at this point. Cause I feel like this show would do really well in that kind of paradigm just cause it's a good show. But all the story beats, they felt so dilute because they had to hurry up and get to the next story beat. And in terms of story beats, the thing that took the longest that was most disorienting was the whole super juice scenes that they had where the doctor and chapel inject themselves with this stuff. Is this a callback or a reference or did they do this before in the first episode or the first season? I have, I do I have no memory. Of I, it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I, I didn't see anything about it, but I didn't actively research that part. Because they intimate that this is, they don't intimate, they say, we've done this before. Mm-hmm. Are we, we going to do this again? This was not fun last time. I like kind of vaguely remember something like that. But um, I don't, it just felt so, that's why, that's why it feels disorienting to the point where it feels like this was episode five. Because in episode three, they're going to do the super juice to get out of some other thing, right? And they're going to make out at the end of episode three. And that would explain why it's so awkward between Spock and her in episode five. Except this is not episode five. It's episode one. Right. Well, this this episode like really hammered home that Spock is a non-Vulcan Vulcan with his emotions, with his having a hunch with that uh, the the witch from – uh, Princess Bride. Um, <laughs> and then she's not a witch. She's his wife. <laughs> uh, and then with the Klingons, like they, you know, they, they really presented that he is a non Vulcan in this episode, but like, I mean, we're only in episode one. And so who knows how the rest of the season is going to go, but you know, is that going to be kind of a running theme of this season? And is it going to culminate to something or, you know, like you were saying, is this, like it felt like it could have been a two-parter where they set that up at the beginning with that paying off at the end, you know? Um, right. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know. It feels so weird that it must be on purpose. Right. Because there are so many executive producers with this stuff that how did all of these executive producers watch this and think, yeah, this all makes sense. Approved. Right. right like who who would not have a question of like this is weird that you're sending off the main character on the first episode it's weird that you have all of this seemingly now a love triangle uh that is came out of nowhere and it feels like we've been thrust into it in the middle of it 
right? Mm-hmm. That's what my point is. It's got to be on purpose, right? Right? They're disorienting us with intention. I I genuinely think that the next episode is going to be all about Pike, but it's going to be interesting because he didn't take anybody with him. You know, like if he had taken two or three of the actors with him, then I could see them doing a full split like that where we did this episode with this crew and then we're going to go back to the same timeline just with the other crew. But for him to be by himself, it's going to be interesting to see because I I think that they are going to tell that story. But with him by himself, I mean, I guess Rebecca Romaine could also be in it, but I'm sure she will. Right. It seemed like it would have made more sense to have Carol Kane's character. That's her name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Uh, Who was kind of, kind of channeling her character from Kimmy Schmidt a little Mm -hmm. bit. I don't know if you watched that show on Netflix, but she's kind of the same. Is she drunk? Is she not drunk type of character? I loved her by the way. Yes. Can't wait. I can't wait for more of her. I hope that they give her something to do because they gave her nothing to do in this episode. Why introduce her, bring her along and then lock her in her room. Mm-hmm. Um, for the whole episode, but I was I was going to say it seems like it would have made more sense for Pike to meet her, uh, convince her to help him, and then bring her back to the ship type of thing, as a as their engineering person. She's going to be the engineer, right? She's going to be the the chief engineer. Oh, I don't know. That's the impression I right. got. Which would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also she's some sort of exotic race that is it spock lives a spock very long Mars? time if not forever yeah yeah and i was wondering is this the same race as Skynet? i know that's yeah i don't think it is um because i feel like an easy google would have answered that question but well we don't do that here. <laughs> because it, she said like ba- or he said based on the accent you know and or somebody said that and she was like you're spot on but Guinan didn't have an accent let alone that accent well what she should have said was what accent that would have been amazing right yeah, because she's trying so fucking hard to do an accent. <laughs> and and I, what I like about her is that it takes her twice as long to get a sentence out. And I'm not saying that disparagingly. Like, I like mm-hmm. it. I like that she takes her time with whatever she, whatever information she's delivering. Like, it kind of gives her, it makes everybody wait for yes. her. And I like it. Yes. I don't know if that's on purpose, but I like it. Yeah. Um. <sighs> One like two two final things that that bothered me in this episode. The the first one always bothers me in general about like prequel stuff, uh, and then the second one was just Spock. Um, he always bothers me. No, uh, but the um, when the nurse was like dead on the transporter platform, she she appears in the original series, and so like she along with the Doctor Spock Uhura Pike. I'm sure that there are several others. They have plot armor. Like she can't, she can't die. So to put her in these situations where death is kind of a a threat in the episode, like it, it takes me away from the tension in that scene. Yeah, a little bit. I actually forgot about that. I was wondering if they were going to kill her. Oh, okay. I thought for some whatever reason that in true Game of Thrones fashion that nobody is safe type of thing. Right. We'll figure it out later how she comes back. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh yeah. We talked about that. 
Like she could have a sister or a, or cloned or something. Or cloned yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that. They can always, they'll always explain right. it Especially away. Especially in Star Trek, yeah. Yeah. Where they, <laughs> somebody brought up uh, in Voyager. I'm really excited to get to this episode because I completely f- forgot about it. Was it Voyager? No, it was in uh, Enterprise where they cloned Trip so they could harvest the organs and then kill the clone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like I, I'm looking forward to when we get to that episode. <laughs> That's like on the level of Tuvix uh-huh. type of yeah. Yeah. Ethical problem. It's it's kind of the meme. It's like people complaining about Tuvix, but everyone forgot about I forget what his name was, but Neelix? <laughs> no, Trip's clone. Oh. Nobody forgets about Neelix. Well, to go back to what you were saying, to jump back to yeah. what you were saying about Spock, that <laughs> it seems like they're leaning into his oh, non his human his, side. His humanity. Right. And they kind of ruffled his hair. Did you notice that? Like he wasn't, he wasn't straight laced prim and proper Vulcan yes. in this episode. And I think that was to outline his stress level, which felt, it felt like the tail end of something yet again. Mm-hmm. It felt like we walked into him having been anxious already. Like it was a slow build. Right. And I don't know if now that, I'm seeing that, that now everything looks like that, you know? So I don't, I, like, I don't know if I'm really interpreting everything correctly, but it just feel everything about this episode felt that way. It felt middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And so, but I wonder like, so they ruffled his hair, they made him stammer. They, they gave him kind of a joke that didn't land when they, they said, what's your thing to tell me to go, like to tell the ship to go, like, what, what do you do? Right. And I was like expecting something fairly brilliant because they had a whole solid year to come up with what does Spock say. What made it not land for me was the fact that it didn't land for anyone. Like they gave each other side eye glances, you know, like, oh, that Vulcan. I mean, that was supposed to be that's kind of the fun of Spock is like, oh, he doesn't get it. Like he's you're surrounded by humans and he just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Kind of what they did with Tuvok a little bit, where Tuvok just didn't get it either. Although he was more just cantankerous and mad at everybody. Right. He couldn't believe he was stuck on a ship with a bunch of humans <laughs> smell, for 60 right? years. Yeah. I think I think they tried too hard in making his thing awkward. Like it would have just been great if he had said, Go now. Like yeah. and that would have been better. Yeah. And then I liked the build, everything the, the whole setup. Yeah. And all of the blocking and the camera move, and it was perfect. The ca- the music set it up, and it like everybody, everybody was watching. Yeah, <laughs> and it just didn't. Right, it didn't work. Um, but maybe I'm sure the internet loves it. Well, and I, th- I think yeah. I think it was kind of like the the name of our podcast, you know, where they were sitting around and they were like, "Well, what would Spock say?" You know, and somebody was like, "I would very much like to go now." And they all laughed. They're like, all right, all right, that works until we come up with something better. <laughs> and we'll table that right. until, you know, and then six months goes by. It's like, oh, we're shooting. So <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. 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 But if you juxtapose this to the first episode of season three of Picard, if you think about all of the interpersonal conversations that were had on Picard versus on this show, Probably the same number of conversations happened. Oh, sure. But if you do a minute count on how long those conversations took and how much we learned about each character on Strange New Worlds versus Picard, 
Strange New Worlds feels much more Star Trekian, and not so much in a oh, this is the familiar Star Trek that I have come to know and love and I will reject anything that does not feel familiar. Not in that way, but in a Star Trek is a science fiction show, Mm -hmm. right? Where we don't have time, not time, minute time, but just the plot does not afford us time to talk about our feelings too much, you know? Mm -hmm. Like what they did, I mean, in a way, I'm kind of complaining on both sides in the sense that we didn't have a scene between Nurse Hatchet, what's her name? Chapel. Chapel. <laughs> Nurse Chapel and Spock, where they uh, basically use words to explain the awkwardness between them. They just had it be awkward, and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if that was the intention of the episode, they nailed it. You know, we don't really know why or what's happened or what they're feeling yet, but I don't think we were supposed to. And so I can't blame them for that. But I'm glad we didn't have that five and a half minute conversation. Right. Well, and I, we didn't need it. I appreciate when it lasts longer than an episode. You know, it doesn't need to be so episodic that everything is presented and resolved in the episode. And it doesn't need to be so serial or projected where it's always awkward around them. You know, like you can, you can have scenes where they're doing their job and there's no awkwardness. And then you have scenes like, or after their job is done, there's awkwardness. And like two or three episodes later, one of them is finally like, okay, look, we just need to bury the hatchet with whatever is going on between us. Well, she did almost die. I'm very excited to see what the future of Star Trek holds now that they are actually making things less insular and they're going to have like kind of a larger writer's room or at least more communication between the writer's rooms. So there's more... I, I assume there's more polishing of characters and scripts. Maybe. I mean, I, I would say that this episode doesn't feel as polished as anything in season. Well, not I wouldn't say anything, but the first episode of season one versus the first episode of season two did not, I did not come away with the same experience. No, I would agree with that, but I think it's more, I, I think they're pushing the boundaries a little bit, you know, like they, they have the protagonist of the show, the captain, be gone on the season premiere. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I guess if they do do what we're predicting, they're going to do, which is the second episode will follow Pike on along the same timeline. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe could have handled it a little bit differently. So it just didn't feel like they shipped him off. Like he they couldn't pay him for that episode. That's what it felt right. like. So I think just kind of shooting this live. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just going to shoot this in your face here real quick. <laughs> I, I think that this episode and the next episode were actually supposed to be a two parter. And somebody said, let's not make it a two parter. And they said, well, how can we split it up? And they said, well, what if we follow one group in one episode and the other group in the other one? If see, episode two plays out this way. But what do you say? Proper Star Trek? I don't know. I I say no, kind of for the same reasons that we've had a couple times where, like, there really isn't an ethical or moral dilemma. Like, Spock has made up his mind from the get-go. He He's not debating whether or not he should do it. And he tells the crew, and they're like, yep, we're with you. We'll follow you to the ends of the earth. So, I mean... Yeah, nobody dissents. Yeah. So... Like, regardless of the first two, I don't think that the third comes up. 
Yeah, you're right. I'm wondering though, is there any novel science fiction just for the sake of conversation? Sure. I was trying to avoid that. Um, <laughs> I don't think there really is. Yeah. I mean, they have the, they have the super juice. They have the super which, juice. They've, they've got the fun with the universal translator for like three seconds. Yeah. Not really fun. It's just, a, or it doesn't work. It's like, oh, it's working again. Yeah. And there's no, never really like any consequences. Like whack the side of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. it. That's all. Right. That, it always works. And the super juice, there's never any consequences. They talk about how maybe there would be consequences, but there weren't any. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they got thrown into space without spacesuit. Right. That wasn't really the juices. Fault. No, that was poor planning on their part. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything specific. Right. And as to like whether or not you liked it, it kind of depends on the next episode, right? Yeah. I, I mean, as an episode, it was fun to see the show again, mm-hmm. but it was too disorienting for me to really kind of sink my teeth into it. I felt like I was kind of skimming along the top, like a flat rock, as opposed to, yep, breaks down right there. <laughs> well, but you know right, what I mean? Right. Like it, yeah. Or being dragged along, you know, you're not really having a chance to sit with anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe that's okay. Maybe... That's the plan, and you're supposed to be disoriented uh, because they want you to come back next time. Right? Yeah. And overall, it wasn't a bad episode. Um, I, you know, I, I understood everything that was happening. I understood the stakes. We followed along. Nothing felt, nothing felt disjointed. It just felt, it felt packed. Yeah. It felt like they were trying to shove so much into this episode that everything, as a consequence, was super dilute. Yeah. And we don't get to really sit with anything. Even the action scenes were felt rushed Mm -hmm. in a way. I liked the opening shot where we're kind of floating around. We're following these, what I thought were like fighter ships, but they weren't. They're just something else Yeah, uh, around space dock. That was kind of fun. Well, and I liked seeing the Enterprise pull out. That was pretty cool. That was cool. We got to see that again. It's funny, all of the uh, connections between Picard and this show so far. Right, yeah. All right, well, I guess we'll, we'll wait until next week to see what happens. Right? Yeah, we'll wait until next week to see what we're going to watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Right. Well, so I guess we should sign off. Yeah. Who we're going to do. Who we're going to do. Oh, I, what's uh, the it's, it's my turn. So. I've been Paul. And I've been Jonathan. And this has been The Measure of an Episode. But you already knew that, as you humans say. <laughs>